Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. These bendy plastic chips fit in unusual places. Researchers think these flexible semiconductors will be able to monitor your heartbeat or tell you whether your milk is spoiled. By Gregory Barber Like anyone who designs computer chips for a living, James Myers is, at his core, a silicon guy. Silicon is brilliant, he says. Brilliant because it's a natural semiconductor, able to both conduct electricity and act as an insulator, depending on the conditions, and because it can be engineered at small scale. Brilliant because it is the second most common element on Earth, probably clinging to the soles of your feet right now and easily produced by heating sand. Those attributes have made it the bedrock of virtually every technology we use today. People like Myers, an engineer at the British semiconductor firm Arm, mostly spend their time thinking about how to pack more silicon into less space. An exponential march from thousands of transistors per chip in the 1970s to billions today. With Moore's Law, we are, as Myers puts it, swimming in silicon. For the past few years, however, Myers has been looking beyond silicon to other materials like plastic. That means starting again from the beginning. A few years ago, his team began designing plastic chips that contained dozens of transistors, then hundreds, and now, as reported in Nature on Wednesday, tens of thousands. The 32-bit microprocessor contains 18,000 logic gates, the electrical switches you get from combining transistors, and the basic lobes of a computer brain, processor, memory, controller, inputs and outputs, etc. As for what it can do, think desktop from the early 1980s. Why turn back the technological clock? Because modern silicon chips are brittle, inflexible wafers of electronics. Under stress, they crunch. While silicon is cheap and getting cheaper, there are some use cases where it may never be cheap enough. 
Consider a computer chip placed inside a milk carton, replacing a printed expiration date with a sensor that detects chemical signs of spoilage. Useful? Sorta. But it's also worth adding to billions of cartons of milk if the cost is minimal. One application ARM is testing is a chest-mounted chip that monitors a patient for arrhythmia, an inconsistent lilting heartbeat, and is meant to be discarded after a few hours. For that, you want a computer that's cheap, but even more importantly, one that bends. It needs to move with you and not pop off, Myers says. A number of materials could theoretically meet those needs. Researchers have built transistors from organic materials and designed substrates. That's the wafer the transistors go into, out of metal foils and even paper. The Chip Myers team described Wednesday is composed of thin film transistors made from metal oxides, a mix of indium, gallium, and zinc that can be made thinner than their silicon counterparts. The substrate is polyamide, a kind of plastic, rather than a silicon wafer. It's cheap, thin, and flexible, and also a bit of a pain to engineer. Plastic melts at a lower temperature than silicon, meaning some production techniques involving heat are no longer usable. And the thin transistors may contain imperfections, meaning energy doesn't move through the circuitry in ways that chip makers expect. Compared to modern chips, the design also uses a lot more power. These are the same issues that bedeviled chip makers in the 1970s and 80s, Myers points out. He can now sympathize with his older colleagues. Compared with the billions found in modern 24-bit silicon processors, 18,000 gates doesn't sound like much, but Myers speaks of them with pride. Sure, the microprocessor doesn't do much, it just runs some test code he wrote five years ago that makes sure all the components are working. The chip can run the same sort of code as one of ARM's common silicon-based processors. That consistency with silicon devices is key, explains Catherine Ramsdale, a co-author of the research and senior vice president of technology at Pragmatic, which designs and produces the flexible chips with ARM. While the materials are new, the idea is to borrow as much as possible from the production process for silicon chips. That way, it's easier to produce the chips en masse and hold down costs. Ramsdale says these chips might cost about one-tenth as much as comparable silicon chips because of the cheap plastic and reduced equipment needs. It's, yes, a pragmatic way of going about things, she says. Eric Pop, an electrical engineer at Stanford University who wasn't involved with the research, says he's impressed with the complexity of the chip and the sheer number of transistors it contains. This pushes the technology forward, he says. But pragmatism has limits. The clearest one is how much energy the device uses. The chip consumes 21 milliwatts of power, but only 1% of that goes toward performing computations. The rest is wasted as the chip sits idle. That could be produced by a solar cell smaller than a postage stamp outdoors, he explains. In other words, it's not much, but it's not a great starting point for efficiency as flexible chips become more complex. What are you going to do, hook yourself up to a giant battery? Pop asks. Myers says the plan for these small chips is to use wireless charging, with technology similar to what's used to pay with a smartphone. But he acknowledges that the chip needs to be more energy efficient, and he believes it can be up to a point. The current design can be made smaller, more efficient, perhaps enough to scale to 100,000 gates, he says. But that's likely the limit. The reason is it's rather simple design. Transistors come in two flavors, called N and P. 
They complement each other. One turns on when a voltage is supplied and off when it isn't. The other type does the opposite. You really want to have both of them, Pop says. One reason the ARM chip leaks so much energy is that it has only the N type. P-type transistors are more difficult to engineer using the materials ARM and Pragmatic have chosen. One option for scaling would be to turn to other flexible materials, such as carbon nanotubes, for which it's easier to manufacture both types. Another option, which Pop's lab is investigating, is reducing the size and power demands of the transistors by using two-dimensional materials that are made on a rigid substrate, and then transferred to a flexible material. The trade-off in both cases is likely to be higher manufacturing costs. Subhasis Mitra, a computer scientist at Stanford who led the first demonstration of a carbon nanotube computer in 2013, says that while ARM's design does not appear to demonstrate any theoretical breakthroughs, the researchers appear to have produced a device that's relatively easy to manufacture and usable for practical applications. Time will tell how application developers will make use of this, Mitra says. I think that's what the exciting part of this is. Which flexible materials ultimately make sense will depend on how a chip needs to be used, Pop explains. Silicon, for example, wasn't always destined to be at the heart of our devices. For a time, scientists thought that would be germanium, an element that's a superior semiconductor to silicon, but it isn't called germanium valley. Silicon turned out to be easier to obtain and, in some respects, easier to engineer. Cheap, flexible chips are at their own early stage. Will we want the recyclability of paper-based electronics? The potential power and scale of carbon nanotubes? Or maybe we'll just need the practicality of plastic? Perhaps a Moore's law for plastic chips is unlikely. We're not looking for markets where silicon is doing the job brilliantly, Ramsdale says. The company is looking mostly at uses where silicon is effectively over-engineered. In silicon, the exponential growth in scale and power has been driven by demand for more powerful devices. Is that the case for a computer chip in a milk carton? Hmm, perhaps a return to the 1980s is good enough. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.